Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Invest in Blueprint episode eight. It's Sunday, April 3rd, 2022. We got a jam-packed show for you today. We got a special guest, Nikki Marshall. We also have the side bet coming up. We have the investing game. We also have some giveaways, but you know what? Let's get over to the show. So we're well, waiting on PJ to come. How you doing, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh... I've still got a couple of minutes with PJ yet, but uh, yeah, I'm all good. Just been uh, just been busy at home. Just finally finished off the studio or the home nice. office, all done. So yeah, really happy with that. I'm just really looking forward to to, uh, to today's show. Uh, Nikki, fantastic guest. You know, I really really enjoyed the interview. I'm looking forward to the playback. Yep, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I, they say that moving is one of the hardest things to do in the world, um, in life, and you've done it. So congratulations. The, the studio looks great, man. Yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my pleasure to welcome our extra special guest, none other than Nikki Marshall. Nikki is an investor, capital strategist, and financial advisor. She's about to join a growing fintech company called Stable as head of risk capital strategy and also runs her own company, Elevate Capital. Elevate Capital invests in and evolves female-driven companies operating in contemporary markets. Nikki, it's phenomenal to get you on the show. I know tomorrow's a big day for you. You're starting a brand new job and it's exciting for you and your family. So thank you for taking some time to speak with us today. Also, I just wanted to give our viewers a little bit of insight into who you really are. So how did you get interested in investing in the first place? That's a loaded one because it's honestly been for as long as I can possibly remember. Um, so I kind of grew up in a household where finance and financial concepts were talked about pretty often. My dad was in the insurance space. He started off his career as an accountant. Um, and so he was always talking about it. I was always asking a lot of questions. And I think on top of that, I think from a really young age, I kind of had this real motivation to understand like why things were the way that they are. Um, and what I mean by that was, you know, going to a store and watching my mom use money. Like, why is this the amount that's being used? What could you have done with that money if you didn't use it for this? Why was this the choice that you made? Like, I always had a lot of questions around kind of the mechanics of, of how you get money, where you use money, and how you keep money. Um, and so I know, Mandel, you had asked me to kind of think about maybe like funny stories. And there's this one that like really sticks out to me because it's really ridiculous. But I was like, I think I was probably about 10 years old. And um, my mom and I were in New York. We were going somewhere. We were going to a restaurant or something for lunch. And the cab ride was like $20. And she by mistake gave them a $100 bill. And like for the rest of the day, I like sobbed hysterically about it. I was like, do you know what you could have done with that $80? Like, do you know all the other things you could have bought? And like, so now I like to say that like, I had a grasp of like opportunity costs from like a very, very young age. Um, but my mind's kind of always thought that way, but not really in terms of kind of the more quantitative technical side of things. Like I've always been much more focused on kind of the macro fundamentals, all of these structures working behind the scenes and kind of how they all interact to, together. Um, <laughs> so then kind of moving into high school, yeah, studied business, economics, then started kind of focusing on history too, because I think that's obviously like a really big um, 
mover behind why markets move the way that they do. And obviously everyone can say that things are changing at a really rapid pace, but at the end of the day, kind of the fundamentals and, and tracking those and tracking historical cycles, like it really does give you a lot of information around kind of like where we're going and, and what's actually changing around. Um, so I think kind of the natural progression of all of that was then when I got to college and I was studying economics and I was specifically focused on macroeconomics and starting to actually understand a lot of the relationships between these things and a lot of the theories and kind of the genesis of them and where all of them came from and different economists and, and different, you know, concepts that they had created and putting those into practice, then that naturally kind of progressed into starting to get into actually trading um, and investing. And I think it started off relatively slow for me. I, I am actually kind of risk averse in most ways when I think of like my personal portfolio of assets. And you know, you're, if you're a college kid, you don't obviously have that much disposable income to be like throwing towards an investment. Um, so I think I just spent the first probably like three or four years just watching and learning and taking very, very small calculated risks within the market. Um, and then it probably wasn't even until recently, probably in the last three or four years that I really started kind of thinking about it more as, um, you know, a larger source of my income and something that I was going to be spending a lot more time doing. So it's actually been kind of a more of a recent passion, how involved I've gotten into it, um, which I think happens to a lot of people. So, uh, no, you, you plenty about yourself and I know Mandela has been trying to get, get you on the show. So from myself, uh, I suppose my question is, what are your favorite assets to trade? Ooh, that's a good one. So I think because I, I started my career in private equity and investment banking and then kind of moved into like advisory and venture capital. So I've always been in like the private equity space, which is obviously completely different from public equities. So I think at the beginning of my career, I'd really say that my my kind of interest level was in these small to middle market level companies that were still private. Um, and I, I mean, I didn't obviously have that. It takes a lot of cash to be involved in the private equity market versus being able to work within the public equity market. Um, but my favorite assets are always going to be equities and they're always going to be something to do with ESG or female driven companies or emerging spaces or something that's dealing with what I perceive to be a social issue or an environmental issue. Um, and that's kind of always been what I've thought about. I think that there's this kind of like historical narrative around like companies primarily having to be just profit driven entities. And that is the only focus is just really outdated. Um, and I think it, it's, it's kind of one of the reasons that a lot of people don't want to get involved in finance, why a lot of people don't necessarily feel like they want to stay at companies for that long period of time because they feel just like another cog in the machine. I think that this like emergence of ESG and this emerging focus on these different factors and considering different stakeholders and not just considering financial outcomes, but considering social outcomes, considering, you know, how happy and how productive your staff is and how long you're retaining those staff and all of these different factors. Is really really key and important so um i know that's a very broad asset class yeah. but i'd say definitely equities that have some kind of female driven or esg focus on them are my favorite assets to trade and then my favorite most ideal situation would be if i'd been like tracking or even had a piece of the pie obviously in some kind of like private esg focused company that then ultimately culminated in like an ipo or some kind of public listing you know investing is perceived as a predominantly male profession why do you think that's the per perception 
Um, what advice would you give to aspiring women investors in particular? Oh, that's a good one. Because this one, I don't feel like, I feel like this has been one of the biggest struggles of my career up until this point is being a female. And it honestly only feels like in the last year or two where that is being perceived as a strength. Whereas before it was kind of like, let's try to just break you down as much as possible for this like very predominantly male field. Um, and so I've actually been recently reading this book about the Vanderbilt family and kind of their whole history and their rise to power and money in the US. And it kind of led me on a rabbit hole to understand the origins of like Wall Street in general and kind of how Wall Street started and the genesis of it. Um, and I think it goes all the way back to right then. I think it was like in the late 1700s, it was like a, a little bit over 20, I think, men got together and basically decided that they were gonna like start the first publicly traded market. It was the New York Stock Exchange. And ever since that point, I think right from its roots and origins, it's been very tailored to be very male in terms of the companies that are being traded on those markets down to the people that are trading them, down to just the culture around it. Um, I think we're all starting to really understand the importance of culture and kind of how it permeates around an organization and the impacts that that has on all of the other outcomes um, a little bit more than maybe we did 10 or 20 years ago. Um, so, I mean, even if you look at like the culture of the stock exchanges, right? Like they're loud, they're aggressive, there's no emotion in them. You can't be sitting there having a nice little conversation about like how a product makes you feel. It's like, I want it at this price, you're gonna give it to me. And like, you know what? If you even like as so much as break a smile, like I'm gonna punch you in the face basically. Like it's just absolutely not okay to basically be perceived as having any of these like traditional female characteristics. I mean, that obviously brings a bigger question around like, what is a female characteristic? What is a male characteristic? Um, but I think that for me and just kind of advice, I never really thought about it. Like before going to study economics and before doing, you know, my master's in business, et cetera, I had always heard all these statistics around like females in finance versus males in finance. But I'd kind of always been more of the minority in terms of a lot of the environments that I was in growing up and a lot of the clubs that I was part of, et cetera. So I don't think it really hit me until like I was sitting in those economics classes and it was like me and probably like two other women and like 50 to 60 men. And even then learning about all of these theories and concepts that I was referencing earlier, right? They're all male economists. They're all male businessmen, all of these kind of um, successful paths that we all read about in these biographies. They're all very, very wealthy men. Um, so all of this had kind of geared me up, I think, past the point of graduating college to be like, all right, this is going to be a little bit more challenging than I think I may have thought it was going to be in the first place. So yeah, I actually started my career in an only male investment bank. So I was wow. the youngest and the only female and the only non-American. Um, and I it was like a boiler pot. Like there was no learning curve. There was nothing. It was like, you're gonna just get up to speed just like everybody else's. And if you don't, then kind of like you're out. And so I actually look back on kind of that first stage in my career in those first two years as like some of the, one of the hardest periods of my life, but also a period where I learned so much because 
every single day I would walk in there and be like, okay, you're like not gonna cry today. You're not gonna look weak today. Like you're just gonna be a badass because look at how these people talk to you. Like talk to them like that. Like they seem to like it. You seem to get better outcomes, you know, when <laughs> you do actually kind of mirror the way that they're talking to you. Closing this off on like what advice I would give. I think that getting into the industry now, it is actually a really good time to get into the finance industry as a female because everyone is placing a high importance on the fact that, you know, diversity across all walks of life, whether it be gender, race, socioeconomic background, is actually a huge benefit and plus to organizations. Like um, one of my favorite kind of daily net newsletters is called um, Fem Street. And it's this daily newsletter where they talk about kind of what females are doing in institutional capital. So this morning they were talking about um, Han Ventures. She's like raised the largest crypto fund ever that a female VC has ever raised, like 1.5 billion, which is like a huge milestone. Um, and then they'll kind of finish it off by talking about what private equity deals that are female run or female driven have raised money and what all of these kind of what all of these outcomes show in the wider universe of investing and kind of economics. And I was reading yesterday, they sent out this newsletter and they were talking about like, why don't people still even place more of an importance of having females? Because there's literally studies and all this historical data that shows that if you have females on your board, you're more likely to have like higher employee satisfaction. Like they're going to be much more keen and zoned into the details and making sure that they're managing expectations. Um, and it's overall kind of better for the company in all of these traditional outcomes like financial, but also in employee satisfaction. And people want to feel like they're represented. Like when you're working at an organization, you want to be able to look at the people on the board and look at the people in the C-suite and see yourself and ultimately say like, oh, wow, if they can get there, like I can get there too. Like not everyone wants to be walking around breaking glass ceilings all the time. Like it's actually really exhausting. <laughs> um, so you kind of want to see that there is a pathway to success. And that has actually been laid out a lot more clearly in recent years because of this emergence of ESG. And also just, you know, some really big things happening. Like the fact that we have a female vice president in the United States, like that would have been completely unheard of, you know, beforehand. So you're starting to see a lot more female leadership, not only in finance and, and in business, but all across the world and kind of they have this light shone on them and they're all really rising the occasion. Like I always think about the New Zealand prime minister and how she dealt with the pandemic and how she just kept her cool. And then I always think about like Biden's press secretary and how she answers these like completely idiotic questions with just like a completely flat place. There's one about, there's one about like, um, a pipeline where someone was trying to ask her some question about a pipeline and she was like you know i don't i'm sorry i have to like explain this to you but like the pipeline actually only carries the gas so there's actually no way for me to start like moving around the price of gas or be dealing with the actual supply of the gas like these two things aren't even related basically and just like completely shut them down and being able to watch that as like a girl in high school or a girl in college who's thinking about getting into these and being like hey look at that badass um i think yeah. there's just there's trailblazers now everyone's getting more excited about it so in terms of yeah what advice i would give just 
stick to what you're interested in. Like no one should be able to take that away from you. If you have a passion for something and you're interested in something and you want to get into an industry, know that it's going to be harder than if you were a man, but know that, you know, a lot of people have now done it before you, which was not the case like 10 or 20 years ago. These conversations need to be um, had a lot more, I think. And you're so right. Like even just talking about how Wall Street got started and the culture. And um, I was talking to Krista the other day. She said, look, if if the leader of Russia was a, a woman, uh, we wouldn't be in this situation in Ukraine. There would be True. conversations. They would sit down at the table and talk it through. You know, there, there, there's, these are the sorts of things I think that we need to continue talking about. And we need to get you back on this show, Nikki. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to come back. You guys are awesome. <laughs> there's not enough time in the day to go through everything. But I was wondering, what sort of projects have you been working on? And, and what's keeping you kind of uh, entertained during the day? Yeah, so lots of things. Um, so I think, Mandela, you know this, PJ and Andrew, I don't know how much you kind of know about my background and like my upbringing, but like I was raised in Bermuda. Like I am multi-generation Bermudian. I have always loved the culture and the place of Bermuda. So that's kind of one of the things that I will always spend a lot of time on is being involved in kind of like community initiatives or um, groups that I feel like are kind of furthering forward really important things for Bermuda or some kind of like youth group or generation. So I, I kind of like to work a lot with like what I think of as like the next generation of up and coming Bermudians. And I do that in a lot of different ways. I mean, it's not a huge amount of my time, but I do spend a significant amount of my time doing that. Um, so like Mandela mentioned earlier, um, I sit on the Bermuda Debate Society, which is something that's kind of near and dear to my heart. I actually kind of blame that for a lot of the reasons around why I am the way I am because it did give me confidence and an ability to communicate and an ability to really kind of objectively look at things um, that I don't think you necessarily get just kind of in a traditional school system. So I'm involved with that. Um, I do a lot of personal mentorship for just females that are kind of up and coming in the industry. I'll help, you know, look at their resume. I'll help shoot their name out if they're looking for something or kind of let them know, like, what are some tips and tricks that have been successful for me? And then kind of my baby that I've literally wanted to do since graduate school, it's called Elevate Capital. Um, this is something that I have been wanting to do forever and ever. And it kind of goes back to this female driven brands. Um, so when I was doing my master's in business, there were a few females that were in my classes that I just immediately was like, wow, these women are going to do really, really big things. And a lot of them were kind of focused on entrepreneurship or eventually being able to start their own business. And all of those businesses were addressing problems that I hadn't even necessarily maybe thought of before, whether those be environmental or something to do with um, like the skill gap between female and men and basically teaching them kind of all of those soft and hard skills. Um, and so Elevate Capital is uh, what I like to say our mission is, is like investing in and evolving female driven brands in contemporary markets. Um, so female driven, it could mean that you're creating a product for the benefit of females. It could be that you are the company was founded by a female, it's led by a female, it's a predominantly female team. Um, and then I kind of do like to invest my own money. So I do some seed investments in those companies. That's something I actually want to kind of build out more over the next few years. 
Um, and then the second prong of that is that I will help them with like their capital strategies. So thinking down, sitting down and, you know, most of them are, are creative entrepreneurs. They're focused on the day-to-day -day running of their businesses. They're not really thinking about the longer term. They're thinking of their present state. How do I manage my cash on a daily basis? How do I make sure that I'm, you know, maintaining relationships with my manufacturing, that I'm thinking about my pricing correctly, but they're not thinking about like, hey, in two to three years, I might want to roll out a new product line and I'm going to need like $2 million to do that. And they're definitely then not thinking about like, well, where does it make the most sense to get that $2 million for? So um, I've been working with a few kind of small female founded and female driven brands that specifically helping them with their capital strategy. Um, so talking through like, okay, yeah, you're at a stage now where it's time to do like institutional raise so we need to be focusing on venture capital but you know given where your revenue is at it doesn't really make sense to look at these like bald bracket venture capitals with like 200 plus million dollar funds right it makes more sense to look at kind of like the 25 to 45 million dollar aum fund where the founder of that fund is probably a female and your mantra and, and your ethos already resonates with them because they might even use your product and they're going to be taking a much more in-depth look at your company but on top of that they're going to be much more involved with your company because it's going to be something that they're passionate about too so thinking about their valuation thinking about how much dilution they want to do what their capital structure looks like what venture capital funds look for in general when it comes to different revenue and EBITDA milestones that kind of stuff um so I got Elevate Capital, I got my community work in Bermuda, and then I'm now embarking on also a new professional journey um, at a company called Stable, which I'm really, really excited about. And I will be the head of risk capital strategy there. So kind of similar uh -huh. to what I'm doing at Elevate, nice. but on a much bigger scale. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Um, yes, congratulations. Yes. That's amazing. I'm, uh, I'm really pumped. And wow. the female that I'm working under is like, every female that I've ever like wanted in one big amalgamation. Like she is so awesome. She's just yeah. a total badass. She knows what she's doing. She has an MBA from like Wharton and she is just dominating. Um, and so she was really a big reason I wanted to even start exploring the company in the first place because I saw so much of what I want to be in, you know, a few years, like a few years time in her that I was like, this is somebody that I really want to learn from and I really want to work closely with. Um, and then it kind of just happened that during all of these conversations, the company was moving in a direction that used a lot of my skill sets. And so they're actually now um, about to embark on raising their own fund to essentially kind of take a piece of the pie of all of these different transactions that are going through their platform and being able to pick kind of the top percent of those and, you know, be able to make some kind of return through a managed capital um, platform. So that'll be a big part of my job. It's going to be helping kind of find capital that is aligned with that and attracting that and coming up with what that portfolio should look like and, and figuring out, you know, all of the mechanics behind it, um, which I've worked in a lot of fund environments um, at this point. And, you know, there's very key things that sometimes people think are boring that um, can actually make huge amounts of difference, like down to like, you know, what is your valuation policy? Like, how are yeah, you recognizing yeah. gains on these yeah. private investments oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. all of that kind of stuff? Or even, you yeah. know, the, the diligence lens at which you're looking at opportunities and, and considering things like we were talking about, not just financial outcomes. Um, so I'm really, really excited about that. So that's kind of what I think of as like my professional trajectory elevates kind of like my entrepreneur trajectory. And then I have all of my community work that is just like 
my passion and and what I love because I think that sometimes like the talent in Bermuda is really underutilized, um, especially because we have so much money that comes through this very tiny island and there's so many big names and there's so many big companies that are either incorporated here or captives here and the amount of skills that are on this island I think sometimes there's just a disconnect between matching the capital that's here with the amount of local talent that you can actually use so I'd say you know what what advice would you give to an uh, up-and-coming trader or investor and someone like myself you know who wants to continuously improve I mean, you are probably way more sophisticated than I am on the FX side of things. So I'm going to answer the first part of that question, but I don't know if I can give you advice. You might need to give me advice on the FX side of things. Um, but I, I mean, I think it all starts with interest, right? Nobody wants to spend time doing things that they're not interested in. So finding an industry industry that you're interested in and you're going to want to follow pretty closely and then diving into like specific sectors and then from the sectors finding specific companies where you align with their values and what they're doing and then honestly just reading and reading and reading and reading like i just spend so much of my time just reading and i I don't read a lot of these like new age investment books. Like I always go back to the basics. Like I just read The Intelligent Investor again because I was like, oh my God, like what the hell's happening? <laughs> I like, do I know anything anymore with what yeah. these markets are doing? I don't know. And I was yeah, like, let crazy. me go back to my basics here and like value investing, fundamentals, like why things move the way they do. Um, and there's so many good resources out there right now that aren't you don't even have to pay for most of them. Like most of my favorite newsletters are like daily ones that just come for free because you know, they're making their money in advertising and I get to benefit from it. So I start off every morning by doing what I like to call my internet deep dive. I sit here with my coffee and I read everything. I read The Economist, I read The Wall Street Journal, I read Bloomberg, I read The New York Times, I read all of my newsletters. I go on to Seeking Alpha, although sometimes like you don't really know what you're gonna get with Seeking Alpha, but it's <laughs> like some of the some of the opinions there, you're kind of like, well, no, that doesn't make any sense. But it's good to even understand what other people are thinking, even if you don't necessarily agree with it. So mm -hmm. if you're gonna get into investing and if you're really gonna take this seriously, then you need to be prepared to like be reading a lot, following on, and also having conversations with other people that are interested in the markets that you're interested in. Like Mandela, all of our coffee dates. Like I could have sat there for hours. It's so fun yeah. hearing like yeah. you're more involved in crypto. I don't really know that much about crypto. Hearing how yeah. you're thinking about it. Yeah. Like that is so useful for me with all of the different types of companies that I'm thinking about. And this is why we actually created this sort of show because we're not trying to portray ourselves as the experts in investing. We just really wanted to stimulate the conversation so that, you know, you can go off and, you know, learn more on your own. You know, you picked up certain terminologies from this conversation that you can go ahead and research and, you know, benefit. Yeah. But I'm um, talking about investing, you know, what are you most um, excited about looking forward, looking forward with uh, 2022 um, as far as investing. Um, is there anything that's catch your eye or is saying waiting for this to happen? So I think there's a lot of opportunity right now in public markets, right? Because everyone is kind of just like, what the hell is happening? Um, so <laughs> I have been for the last few weeks, honestly, not really actively deploying much capital because I'm just trying to understand where all of these like balls that are currently in the air are going to land. So you have obviously like the Russia, Ukraine, um, conflict and kind of understanding the impact of that. 
you have obviously all these kind of like crazy commodity prices and like the price of oil and we saw nickel increase by like over a thousand percent a couple weeks back and then on top of that you have like the u.s economy and all of these like fed meetings and the fed interest rates yeah. and you have like the yield curve that's like approaching inversion like there's all this crazy business going on and i'm not quite sure yet where all of those are individually going to land and also what the interaction between the out like outcomes of all of those are going to look like um, so I'm honestly playing kind of a waiting game right now, but also definitely spending a lot of time making sure that when things hit, like I am ready to deploy as quickly as possible. Um, so what I'm looking most forward to is like being able to capitalize on a few opportunities that like I've had my eye on. Um, like Netflix is one of them. Like Netflix was super overvalued last year. It's decreased, um, you know, it's priced pretty substantially recently. And looking at the fundamentals and the revenue and the fact that they're kind of moving towards for the first time that they're going to be like cash flow positive and they're going to have a positive net income and just the fact that they're increasing their prices and they're starting to get into non-US based markets and focus more on like mobile content. All of these for me are like very, very positive movements. And I'm like, all right, they're now trading at a price where I feel like this is actually lucrative to get into. Whereas last year when I was trading, it was like over $500. Like I did not feel that that was a lucrative time to get into. Another investment that I like kind of on that same tangent is Mercado Libra. Um, it's kind of like the Amazon slash PayPal of South America. <laughs> and I see the utility in that because I'm like, first of all, a lot of people in certain regions of South America don't have access to like traditional banking or don't have access to even like an online bank account. So if you don't have access to like an online credit card or a bank account, you're probably not gonna be able to easily go buy something on an online marketplace like Amazon. So this company has basically kind of just like figured out how to own the customer from the beginning to the end of this whole process of buying something online down from like, all right, we're going to like store your money and then we're going to give you access to credit. And then you're going to actually be able to use that on my platform as well. And so right there, you're eliminating like three pain points all in one under a model that we know already works because we've seen it work through the Amazon model and the PayPal model. I read a headline, something about like the Amazon South America and I was like, Ooh, this is interesting right. and then when i started getting into it before i even got into the fundamentals i was like this is a good idea then i got into the fundamentals and was like oh damn okay this is a really good idea based Ooh. on like their revenue you know increases oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. they just beat their revenue um uh in their last q3 earnings as well so uh, that's a company that i'm really bullish on and i actually have probably that's probably one of my largest positions in my current portfolio but again solves the inherent problem how i think about finance is like i've never really cared about like the power aspect of it like i think power is actually freedom and that's why i am kind of like focused on trying to build some kind of long-term wealth like i want the freedom that when i have kids that maybe you know i can take a couple months off to spend time with them during a really critical period in their life or if um you know someone in my family gets sick and i need to take care of them for a couple months if that doesn't happen that i'm not living paycheck to paycheck like those are things that i think about um and i don't think that you can get to those outcomes without investing and also making sure that you're generating money just like the best companies do through multiple streams right and investing has to be one of those streams um or it's just probably not gonna happen. So the earlier you can get involved in it and the earlier you can start tracking these markets and the earlier you can start understanding why they move the way they do, 
the more you're going to be geared up for success. Like I have a lot of friends now that are really starting to think about it. It's kind of, you know, we're, we're in our thirties now and we're in a different, you know, we're in a different period of our life and, and people are thinking about things differently. And I'm really happy that I started thinking about those things way back when, because now I'm actually at a point where I'm getting to start capitalizing on them. And I'm actually seeing that hard work coming back to me, but it's not a short road. Like you have to be committed to doing this. Like yeah. it's everyone, everyone yeah. can make money during bull markets. Like if you didn't really make money last year in technology, it was kind of like, what are you doing? You know, yeah, but if, red flag, <laughs> if, red flag. If you can maintain though, a healthy, like 10% return during periods like this, like then you're doing a good job and also not panicking, right? Like as humans, like we want to panic. Like we see things going down, like, oh my God, like we're just going to sell everything. We're going to get out of this. But that's why I always try to walk myself back and get out of my own head. And I'm like, no, you looked at these fundamentals, like go back to step one, reconvince yourself. And if you're still not convinced, then make a different decision. But most of the time I'm still pretty convinced on my original way of thinking. So even though yeah. all the scary things are happening, I'm like, no. Yeah. You need to be grounded like so, that. Uh, question, question from myself. So, with, with, as a forex trader, just re, I think Mandela and I, I think we sometimes we just push ourselves too hard for a percentage return. So I, so just just your opinion. What, what would you think is a realistic return uh, per annum on a forex account? What sort of percentage would you say you've had a you've had a successful year, Andrew? You know, ten percent, fifteen, twenty. What would you say would be a good good figure to be aiming for uh, per year? I mean, I kind of think of anything above five percent as being a good return because. I mean, I guess it's a little different right now with kind of like where inflation's at. But if you're making 5% per month on Forex, like you're doing just fine. Um, or like you're doing just great. Even like returns, right? Like I, I try to target like a 15% annual return on the stock market. Like I'm really not trying to go crazy with anything. And I want to make sure that I'm being sustainable about it. And that like I'm making that year over year versus trying to make like 100% this year and then maybe I'm like down 70% next year like that is too stressful for me last year if you had just sat in S&P right like you yeah. probably would have yeah. made a healthy over 20% return but everyone was so focused on like I gotta get into these specs and like I yeah. gotta make 100% oh, yeah. and yeah. all of those people are probably down now like over 40% right and if you would just mm -hmm. sometimes like the simple strategies are actually the best strategies so don't overcomplicate it I think that may be the title for this YouTube show like <laughs> the simplest strategies because we as humans we complicate we like to make things intricate um, yeah like you're right it's nice nice to kind of go rudimentary um so i wanted to make sure before we finish up if anybody would like to reach out to you i know you're working on a blog how do people find out more about you nikki elevate capital so my email is nikki and i kki -I, at elevatecapital.com but elevate is spelled e-l-l-e-v-a-t-e -E. it's a little play on the female focus like of things um but yeah it's just me so happy to connect with any right. like-minded people out there did you did you want to shout out anybody did you want to say anything before we wrap it up Ooh, no just shout out to you guys like thanks for having me on here this was so much fun and i really respect and love what you guys are doing i love your shows i love the fact that you're kind of talking about so many different topics at any point in time and that you do this because you're passionate about it and you're giving a platform to people like you said that don't necessarily know it all but are interested in trying to figure it out so um, yeah, I think it's really great what you guys are doing. Thanks for letting me be a part of it today.
phenomenal guest absolutely phenomenal guest and really really grateful to have her on the show guys what what do you think about nikki hey man she's amazing man you know it's definitely something i'm gonna have to watch over again just to pick up some of the things that i missed but you know she she definitely is an example for you know what bermudians could strive to and yeah women in general so that's off to you nikki yeah yeah totally agreed looking forward to watching that back it's just just really good interview and just just uh just so many takeaways from that which you know i can see in the comments as well which people have left on youtube already yes yeah, it's, it's fantastic really enjoyed it but uh just want to say pj thanks for you to join us <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yes yeah well, well done yeah we yeah. know sometimes sometimes you're making pj time so we, we know you always be there <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah but, when PJ's back on the side bet, I think the first side bet would be, uh, you know, something to do with time related for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should have PJ coming in on a vehicle each time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's PJ's turn this year for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know if you guys wanted to, to explain why I, I have an avatar up right now, but um, I, I, I lost the last side bet since we're talking yeah, about Yeah, so P- PJ, can I just take us through the last side bet, what it was on uh who the winner was <laughs> well congratulations andrew um you you won the first side bet between you and mandela um the side bet for those who um are unaware of it um mandela and andrew went into a slight side bet to find out where google would be as of march the first and uh the bet was will it be above or below 2500 and at the moment, uh, sorry, at March 1st, um, I think it was around 2600. So, yes, hats off to you, Andrew, for winning the first side bet. Yeah, I can pull it up. Yeah, so you, you can give your speech. You can give your yeah, speech. Yeah, no, I, th- I think we just we just tapped. I think we just tapped below, didn't we? So, I think yeah, it was, it was uh, the, price, the price moved quite strongly in uh, Mandela's favor. And then uh, we had that large that large pullback uh, on that candle where I think I think think we took we took the win. Yeah, but, I think uh, it was it was that yeah. Friday Mandela had side messaged me and said, yeah. you know, how I'm looking. And I'm <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. hey man, you're looking good, yeah. you know. I think that um you know the, the bulls came up and, and unfortunately caused you to lose, but you know, there's 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 more. There's more. What are we doing? Best yeah. three out of four? Yeah, so yeah, we'll do. I think we're gonna do the top. I think we we'll do the top top six. So maybe we we'll go for the, and then then swap over for the next mm-hmm. one. But yeah, yeah. reason why Mandela's got his avatar up is if you guys remember last year's side bet, where it's Mandela versus PJ, and uh, PJ took the spoils. So Mandela, uh, you had to do a forfeit. So guys, I'd like to introduce Mandela the trader. <laughs> Here we go, guys. How's everybody doing right now? Um, we tried to we try to replicate something like this, not not quite as snazzy, um, but hey, a forfeit is a forfeit. So congratulations, PJ, for winning again, man. Um, you took me to the cleaners last side bet. So I've known you thirteen years. And I think that's the smartest you look. I have to be honest. Yeah. So you're looking, you're looking good, bro. Thank you. Thank you. I dressed myself this this afternoon in between. Um, Brilliant. But yeah. yeah. So I think for the next side bet, I think the forfeit has to be something a step up from this. 
we gotta we gotta go one one level higher. So I better win. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, well, I was gonna okay. make it a bit interesting, but being that both of you are really into forex and the uh, current events have been involving the Russian um, currency, the ruble. Um, I'm thinking you guys want to would you would you mind that first off i don't know uh, i think my brokers delisted it let me have a quick look i can't see so i'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's our my eyes back on there. not at all but i'm um, shout out to ryan williams he he had the connection 50 shades okay let's see uh what was I, it I sorry could, what I was it actually, i can actually see why i'm dressed up like usd are you yeah. oh yeah Right. right. Where are we, guys? USD, RUB. All right. Um, can we just pick any any exchange? I guess. Let's see. I, I you know what? They did stop trading yeah, Russian stocks. I'm not sure. Let's see. So the last day here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, if brokers are yeah. offering it. I know there was a, a crash. So I'm I do going. know Russian equities are back up, but I don't know if the currency's back up. Yes, my broker's not listening. Can we do something else? All right. It's a good one. It is a good right. one. Um, I think both of us would probably pick down that the Russian ruble is going to go down. Yes, but I had that major pullback. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't find it. And I think before then they were, you know, mentioning how it was. Uh, yeah, but all right, no problem. Um, I just want people else. to know. I just this proves that we don't um, pre-rehearse. We no, just do no, it no, live. It looks like guys as well, to be honest. <laughs> off the cuff. All right, we could go to stocks and let me Which just give me give me two seconds. That I all thought right. that would have can... been. A, I can take it for while you're looking for something um, authentic and, and creative. Just so everybody knows, if we have enough people on the live show, we're going to be giving away a free hat. So post in the uh, chat window, hashtag uh, signature or hashtag SFX to be entered into the competition. All right, let's, let's, let's keep it simple. Something that you guys probably would have already been looking at. Would you be able to just give people, so uh, PJ, people who have never seen the show before, can you give them a little explanation of how it works uh, and what we do? Sorry, guys, I have I pulled the ruble up if you want to do it. I got it. Are <laughs> <laughs> you able to get it? Do you want the ruble? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, why not? I managed to find it, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Come on, let's have a look at that. So what yeah. do you think? Uh, what, what price have we got showing, PJ? Um, we both me all price, yeah. Okay, so I have 106. 106.42. US dollar, ruble, yeah? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm still out. Okay, can someone pull the chart up? I'll yeah, I can pull up a chart. Yeah. I can, let Some me just go to, um, I'll just do a quick uh, finance. So I do use finance.yahoo.com um, for stuff. So this is where they're saying it traded on Friday. Okay, what, am, what exchange is giving me this price then? All right. This, oh, for trading view, the exchange I was looking at, it was, um, 
I guess forex.com was the first one. Maybe that's not the one. What the, what got, so what? it's saying this is um just off of Yahoo Finance. This they're using um it says CCY delayed price um as of April first. So it's eighty five dollars. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, it's too much. It's too many different sort of. I mean, great arbitrage um, <laughs> potentials if you if you could get it. Um, all right, let's 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 cancel that and let's just stick with something that's um, trending right now. And okay. I know uh, I think it was a big buzz around uh, stock split with Tesla recently. All right, do you want to do okay. Tesla? Yeah, I think there's a a, a stock split down coming on the way yeah so okay let's uh and we're gonna do a month um you you pick p because you're, you're the chairman you're the boss you you okay. tell us when the deadline is all right so if today is the third of april um let's say by the third let's see how it falls on the calendar because for at um, stock sorry is nine to five business days. Uh, I want to shout out everybody that's watching live. Um, yeah. Just a reminder: post hashtag SFX. Thank you for bearing with us. Um, we just keep it real. That's it. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. So let's say April twenty six. Price of uh, price of Tesla. Price of Tesla. April twenty six. At closing, so um, are you giving us a, a higher or lower? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, okay. I'm just going okay. through it, um, because okay. I don't wanna, I don't wanna say higher or lower, um, and, and kind of release my biases. Um, let's okay, cool. Higher or lower? Yep. A thousand dollars. A thousand dollars, easy. That's easy. I like that. Not too much. Not too much to think about. Who gets to pick the loser or the winner of the last one? Well, that okay. Well, we're okay. So I think we should. Just give I think it. somebody should go first. Somebody should go second. Yeah. So be Mandela, winner. being that you had lost, I'll give you yeah. the. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. First. Give me a chance to win something. Um, okay, so I will. Let me just have a quick, quick look. What's the date? April twenty six. Closing, closing bell. Okay. Here we I'll write go. Mine, I'll write mine in a private chat, but uh, probably have to take the lot wrong end of the losing trade. Never 26, 24, 26. Um, geez, this is a tough one because it gapped up. The gap's probably going to close at some point. That's what my thoughts were as well. Then but, we got the high up here at 1200 so i'm not gonna take any longer to choose but i'm gonna say higher i'm gonna go with higher <laughs> and i think that's what andrew wanted i yeah, think I that's did. what andrew wanted. yeah i wrote to in the chat tonight <laughs> oh i haven't seen it okay yeah uh yeah for me if i was to oh yeah i see the chat yeah yeah i'd be buying tesla at the moment yeah it's uh i, I would yeah. be i'd be definitely going higher than a thousand for sure yeah. Okay, so, so if both yeah. of you are going higher, no, I I get to pick first, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it's not it's not it's not um, you know, certain that it's going to be higher either. I mean, it does. Okay. Okay. Have, so so we could could go for the winner who gets the highest high or the highest low. 
close closest um to the okay closest to the price with uh let's say within 50 50 dollar range could that be something you guys would be interested in Oh, do you want, oh, Mandela, do you want to take the higher high or the higher low? Which one do you um, take? I'll take the higher high. So I'll I'll take the higher high. Okay, I'll take the higher low. Okay. Let's go with it. Let's do it. Yeah. So, PJ, we okay with that? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a little bit cloudy. So let's say um the price is uh where it's at now. Yeah. So as long as I come under Mandela, I win. Is that right? High or low? So therefore you have to claim a price. How do we work yourself? That doesn't work. Right, okay, I'll just go lower for a thousand. <laughs> okay, let's so, do let's do the original. Let's go yeah, with the original. Yeah. yeah, so I'll go I'll go lower than a thousand then. Come on. Just for just okay. for fun. Yes. Yeah. But uh let's do that. I'm higher really. <laughs> All right. That sounds like a hedge. Yeah, <laughs> but his official, his official, um, lock it down, lock, lock, lock a trade down. Hey, I mean, who knows, you guys? Like, if I if I was to take this bet, to be honest, I I would say um, is a is a high probability of it going uh, yeah, high probability of it going close to a thousand dollars. Okay, but that's just me. I'm not in this competition. I I, I yeah. won my last one. <laughs> you did and that's why i'm <laughs> dressed like this um okay cool so watch back um for the next episode in april to see who wins the side bet um up next we wanted to, to go through just a quick um summary of a competition that we're working on so uh pj and i will be uh, participating we're doing yeah. an investing game and um we'll be giving more information i guess as the shares progress pj how are you feeling about the about the competition Man, I was I was itching on the sidelines, you know, just being a spectator, watching everybody um, make their trades, and saw some guys come out fast in in the beginning, and then <laughs> they lost it all. You know, risk yeah. management wasn't really um, a focus for them at the time, I guess, or they went, you know, for the home run. But yeah, now I'm, I I want to get involved. You know, it's yeah. definitely like the competition and i think it's a lot of fun i think it will be so um thanks to everybody who um who signed up if you want more information just send us an email um also just wanted to mention the discord i know andrew you've been doing a lot of work in the in the discord uh, metaverse too much um yeah so i don't know if you want to say, say a little bit about it or just yeah, um it, yeah, it's just, a, it's, just bit. A, it's just a great place for us to go you know for us to yeah. post the youtube videos and obviously we got the specific channels and so we got the forex got the crypto uh we got the savvy investor uh nft and also then guys you know we got some hobbies in there as well so we got a little bit of that we got the gaming channel which i'm hoping to get get us uh, linked up to twitch so we can actually take that over to our live youtube channel and then we've got some of the motivational pages and some good books you can read so the idea is we'll start posting uh, some links for some of the trading books that Nikki mentioned earlier uh, in the Discord channel. So if anyone wants to join, uh, please let us know and we'll send you up the link. Yep, that sounds good. And I think, uh, like anything, trying something new, I think you, you two can also attest to this, trying something new is always going to take a little bit of a learning curve, uh, a little bit of an adjustment. But 
um i think the information that we have in the discord is i would say 10 times more um, informative than what we're posting in in whatsapp or any other any other sources yeah and like you mentioned you know trying to learn a new topic could be a little challenging and that's why you know groups like these you know like mastermind groups where everybody with the same interests is focused on and you know the accelerated learning you know will happen because you got many minds thinking of the same thing that are just you know feeding you constantly so yeah take a look in the discord um it will it will be of use to you yeah no, no, definitely it's a great platform for us going forward you know especially with the ideas we've got for signature fx i do have one request though mandela you couldn't just give us a big smile could you so i can do the screenshot that's the <laughs> <laughs> <Slow> one <laughs> Brilliant. yeah don't have a screenshot with my eyes closed like that uh, <laughs> nice one um so thanks for watching everybody um i guess we we could give we could maybe give some wise words of wisdom to everyone uh, maybe a little bit of something just to to leave everybody with um and then if you if you guys want to stay on for a little bit and do do a little after show i i know andrew um you, you had suggested we do like the after hours show for anybody yeah, who wanted I, to stay yeah i'm good to stay on for to go through some charts and uh, mark some charts up for the week ahead so okay. my wise words are is i'm actually bullish on bitcoin probably for the first time since we started these shows uh yeah i'm just just looking at the weekly chart now and to me it looks, looks a little bit bullish so uh i might might just actually take a forex trade on the open tonight uh bitcoin us dollar okay nice that sounds good um pj said, based, uh, sorry, sorry i just want to ask andrew based off of the weekly chart you say you're getting these um yeah the week weekly on uh on bitcoin yeah uh i see macd's cross okay yes looking good yeah we need to do a video on um macd's crosses and i think we need to do a video on entries Maybe yeah for sure. like okay for sure yeah i'll make a note of that um yeah so so um pj any wise words check the Anything? discord <laughs> <laughs> yes check the discord nice, nice one yeah. um my wise words are if you if you can avoid a forfeit, please avoid. A forfeit. <laughs> you, just read, you just you just read my mind. Those that jump in and say, <laughs> "Wise words, don't lose the side bet." Yeah, there it is. There it is, right there. Um, yeah, I was I was doing my best and my darndest <laughs> to get like he 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 just has the swag to go along with it too. So um, uh, he, it's just a dead ringer, bro. If I'm honest, yeah, you know, it's yeah, uh, he is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, Right, guys, that was a great show. Really, really enjoyed uh, Nikki. I think he was a, just a great guest and another great guest in fairness. We've had some really good guests on the show. I hope yeah. people have tuned in. I uh, hope they enjoyed the interview. And, yeah. you know, they've uh, managed to bear, bear with us fumbling through the side bet. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next show, guys. You know, we're. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if anyone wants to stay on, do some chart markups. And even if you want to uh, WhatsApp us or put in the comments what charts you want us to look at. Um, you can pull them up on the screen. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. That and sounds shout good. out to Nikki again. You know, we really oh, yeah. appreciate you having oh, yeah. time to um, talk with us. And hopefully we could get you back on the show in, yeah. in the future. Yeah, I, I, I remember the reaction after, um, as soon as um, we, we, we finished recording Nikki, PJ said, look, Nikki set the bar high for 2022. And Andrew said, phenomenal interview. 
So yeah, I, I and I echo that completely yeah. and utterly. So um, appreciate Nikki making some time to speak with us, and also we will have her back on the show as well um, in in the future, definitely. So, yes. um, all right, let's let's have a look at some charts. Who wants to go first? Take a couple looks. Uh, what's what's on the menu? Right, guys. Um, so, any, whatever you, whatever any, you feel. any requests? So, uh, yeah. So, do you want me to go first? I'll quick look at yeah, the sure. So. Right, guys, what we'll do is what I'm looking at then. So first of all, we've got uh, the yellow lines, got our support resistance in, which we've marked out. Okay, yes, yeah, so we can see we've, uh, we've, we've broken above that uh, 42 here. So came in a strong, strong push through there, strong bullish candle. Okay, the next, next last week's candle uh, opened up again, bullish. Probably finished 50-50. Andrew, Andrew, yeah. Andrew. Can you give Go me on, 30 seconds? Just realized we haven't done the um, the giveaway for those who were waiting. And I, <laughs> I do I do want to just do it quickly because I completely forgot. No um, and it will, okay. take, it will take 30 seconds. So thank you to everybody who is patient um, with us. Just literally just um, remember that. So we'll guys, dyna quickly. dynamic show today. We've, uh, yeah, it has been. We've set, we've, we've set the bar. <laughs> we've set the bar today, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> There we go. And we really do we appreciate everybody who joins in and, and always want to sure. you know give them their just due. J Dog, congratulations, J Dog. So we'll get you your your SFX hat, similar to the one Andrew has on right now. And um congratulations. All right, back over to you. Here we go. Yeah, guys, so so just want to quickly go through it. Yeah, so just uh, the yellow support and resistance we can see we had a bullish candle uh, a clear push through here last week's market it was 55 i think andrew may be having some technical difficulties right now pj do you see um andrew's andrew's paused a little bit yeah he, he okay. paused. i see his train of thought as well um yeah is he is he are you making out andrew all right yeah, let's see. Um, I think maybe we can just take it over for until he gets sorted. Um, um, what do you see on that chart? There's a lot of a lot of things going on there. I see that um, top resistance on that diagonal red line um, is being tested. Um, I, I think short term it might have the um, potential of pulling back just a little bit. Um, maybe touching those moving averages. What are the moving averages that he had set, or is that his top secret? Um, uh, I think I think those may be the top secret ones. That okay, um, all he's right. Not, he's not sharing with everybody just right. yet. Um, um, but yeah, they're they're definitely um, seem like they're clipping for the upside. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely definitely see that i mean i can pull up let me let me pull up something what what so this was the side bet can we just talk a bit about the side bet because i feel like i'm under the gun yeah and i don't want to be the guy that takes two hours to to make a, a choice so i guess why did you pick 1000 i i guess is my first well question. you see you see the top of that cap uh it was a wrong number i, I was trying yeah. not to take too long 
I saw that <laughs> it had kept up. It, yeah. it, it you know gapped up, and um, I'm thinking with that small, what's it spinning top on it, uh, or is it almost like a, yeah, spinning top, but it's got more selling pressure pushing it down. I think I think yeah, yeah. I think it's it's gonna head that way to be honest. Yeah. Um, think, based off of just the candles, um, I didn't yeah. go into any other indicators to check to see what was going on, but I. I mean, it's too late now. To well, it's a it's a huge huge gap up over the week, and that's why I thought there's there must be a lot of buyers in here. Also, the the news of the the stock split. I I've gotten messages from people saying I'm buying Tesla now because of the stock split and uh, uh, announcement. So so the hype factor for you. That's that's what I'm 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 looking at, and the, also the fact that I lost the last side bet with you, PJ. Um, I also lost the one from last month. So I'm I'm thinking, where are the odds in my favor? And I definitely think it's it's towards the upside. Yeah, and and looking at it again, looking back in November, it gapped up, and I guess yeah. you know my eyes have been trained to look at uh, crypto. It's things yeah. move a lot faster. You know these gaps get closed a lot faster, and yeah, um, yeah maybe maybe that four week time isn't enough to sort of see that. Um, that 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 pullback it might probably have a little bit of a run closer towards 1200 yeah. i think um, that that's what i was going for too i was thinking well i i was just thinking above 1000 i uh, was thinking okay. as long as we stay above 1000 then you know that's all i'm i'm really thinking about in the next month right uh right. month and a bit so but Jack, i mean yeah yeah that's that's yeah that's that's uh let me see Maybe if I even do a little Fibonacci off of the swing high to the swing low and see where does that retracement come to. Um, you're talking about a, a bearish Fibonacci? I can chuck it in. Yeah. From here? Yeah. I thought so. Okay. So, looks uh, like we're... Uh, yeah, so I think personally, yeah, I think we're going to pull back towards the 60. 61.8 so that's still that's still above so that's still above the um the 1000 um yeah. round number so yeah. I, I think we can probably stay there um so i just wanted to just mention i think andrew's having some difficulties so if um his pc shut off just seeing that uh man all right so um i guess he's gonna um do his best to try and get back on um yeah, I, I, going back to this chart, like you said, PJ, even if we kind of get a little bit of um, a, a, a closing of the gap here, yeah, um, you know, in the next month and a half, there's a good chance that we stay above or, or end up above the gap. And that's, I think, why I, I said up or higher. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like you like you said, with, with anything... You have to be looking at all sorts of different metrics and um, just going back to the title of the show, just keep it simple. Um, sometimes you can have so many different um, indicators on there that you don't even know what chart you're looking at. Um, so I guess it's it's finding the balance between um, informed indicators and, and things that you can you can rely on and not going overboard and, and just chucking in the kitchen sink and right. pulling pulling everything out of your back pocket um 
So yeah. yeah, that's something that I'm working on as well, trying not to overcomplicate. And um, that's one of the things that, that I found in the interview. There were many things that, that I, I learned in the interview, but that was something that really rung true and stuck with me. Yeah, now, now looking at it again from on the weekly uh, with all of my other, because you know, I, I have a system that I've tuned in and I feel like, you know, it gives me the most accurate sort of uh, options. And, mm -hmm. you know, just glancing at the screen originally, you know, I didn't get to apply them all. But yeah, if I was to be in this side, but I would definitely be bullish as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the next candles are probably going to test that previous uh, 1230 resistance. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, the I guess it's the, the, the highest, the highest, uh, yeah how how would we how would we judge it if everything so so fast? these are the so these are the these are the judging points so on the date of april 26th yes are we higher or lower than this this guy this line this level i think that's what we said so april 26th i have higher andrew has lower so i don't think we're gonna finish squarely on on 1k uh, but if we're any higher then i'm happy <laughs> i think yeah. that's all we, yeah, that's where we landed. yeah thank you <laughs> i like uh, you know keeping it simple right keeping yeah, it simple, yeah 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 um i think is, is always the best so i don't know i think i think we can wrap it up i'm i'm hoping that andrew's okay um i'm sure he is his his, his pc probably just um has clunked out for whatever reason um but yeah pj thanks for 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 hopping on and, and hosting um, was there anything from the interview with Nikki or anything that you wanted to kind of just add for people who maybe they just logged on or they just joined the, the show or anybody that's wondering how to get more information in investing? Um, well, she recommended some, um, great books. Um, one of the books, you know, I have her and I tune in, I mean, it's probably it's in the bookshelf type, but anyhow, um, <laughs> but yeah, the intelligent investor, you know, that's almost like a staple if you want to learn about value investing. Um, yeah. I want to look into some of the books that she had mentioned, the Vanderbilt family and how, you know, they had their contributions to investing and, and Wall Street. And um, yeah, I just feel like her, she had a great energy, man. And it was just amazing to me to see, you know, other Bermudians, because I think sometimes we kind of have that sort of um, complex where we feel like outside of the island is superior in, in as far as their goals and endeavors. You know, we're a small country and, you know, seeing other people do big things and work in some of these um, top companies and, and, you know, stand out in there. And I just think that's pretty amazing, you know, yeah, she's a great example. That's why I say, yeah, man, what's at the uh, bar kind of high? Because, yeah. you know, she, she, she's got it together, you know, at a young yeah. age. Yeah. That stood out. That really stood out to me as well when you said that at the, um, at the end of the interview, because you're right, you know, um, um, I think the, the wealth of knowledge that she has and the information that she gave, even, even like um, just going through the interview, I think you, I think you would be wise to listen to it a second or third time, even, you know, 
um, because there's so much information that she shared in there. Um, and it's all about sharing the information. And, and like you were saying during the, um, the interview, that's why we started the show. Um, we wanted to kind yeah. of give people access to some people or these people, people such as Nikki, um, who they probably would walk right next to on the sidewalk on, on Queen Street or on Church Street and say good morning. And that's about it. So we're, I think we're taking them beyond the good morning and the, you know, the initial awkwardness of, you know, meeting somebody for coffee or um, taking somebody for lunch. And they're able to kind of jump in and, and um, get the, the, the wealth of knowledge. And we have Andrew just Call jumping in. <laughs> I will, I will say, I will say we were, we were, we've been stolen for the last, I want to say 12 minutes. Um, and it's great to have you back. So what happened? Uh, the, the PC just, just shut off. So uh, it's going to be a phone call to the a phone call to Big Brother after this. Now he's going to sort, oh, sort, sort the tech up. But uh, right. Uh, I, I'm just, I put my analysis in the chat anyway. Just just, just okay. Bitcoin. No. Uh, okay, there we go. <laughs> let, me, let, me, uh, let me just go back to see Shell's screen. The cat's off again, guys. I think, I think the computer might be overheating or something. There you go. Right. Uh... <laughs> I kind of want to redo the side bet now that I'm. No, 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 no. The side bet is beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Fine, it's just it is great. <laughs> You're just on the wrong uh... side of it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan just messaged me as well. He wants his, he wants his uh, braces back. And... So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put on the shades. Use a Ryan shade. One day, Madalia, you're making me Ryan. feel underdressed for the show. Yeah, big up. Big yeah, shout I mean, out to I'm like right. full on redneck edition today. You got Mandela dressed up proper, you know, looking good. Wall Street. Yeah. yeah, Wall Street. That's what happens when you lose a bet, guys. You got to make up for it. Next time you should lose, Andrew. Just lose. You'll be looking flat. I probably will. I probably will this month, but we, the best there are six. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Uh, guys, I should be sharing my screen. Uh, okay, there we go. How's that? Okay, how's that looking? Yeah, get back to it. So, uh let's start again okay yeah so drawing support not again okay that's it everybody if you if you want to go live on youtube just learn from what we're doing i i, I want to cross my fingers right now that andrew comes back if not pj we 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 bring him on for uh, for the for the next show is this a fresh show we really haven't talked about xrp <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe YouTube is is like, look, we don't want to hear about that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to all the viewers. Shout out to all the viewers who have stuck with us through all the technical difficulties. Um, We're sending some tech support on a helicopter to Andrew's new place. Um, Mm. I can't even see what he wrote just now um, because I got the shades on. But big up to Ryan Williams. So I think. I think what we're gonna do, PJ, is say good night, and um, we'll 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 pick up where we left off on the next show. Yeah, maybe on the supplement. All right, cool. great show as usual. Catch Enjoy you next it. time. All right, catch you next time, everybody. Cool. Watch these videos that that will be coming up. Watch these videos, and thanks again, everybody, for your support. Cool, PJ. Take it Cheers, easy, man.